So welcome, Jordan. Thank you, Ani. What's up? I'm, you know, I see. Good. Do you care to explain your costume? Oh yeah. So I've actually never seen an episode of Star Trek in my life. Awesome. I but love. I've had this jacket for two years, and I was like, this would make a good Star Trek uniform. So I just got this badge, and now I'm Christopher Pike from Star Trek. I see. Um, yeah, you promised that you'd match my energy with the costume. Yes. I don't know that you succeeded uh, in matching my energy, but it's not bad. It's not bad. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I would have matched the energy because I yesterday I was wearing a king costume, so I had like a crown and like whatever. But he didn't tell me that ah. was supposed to, so I blame you. So All I'm right. wearing my normal fit. That's yeah. That's on me. Mm-hmm. I'll take one. And uh, on that note, uh, you know, the person sitting across from me is a filmmaker, photographer, writer, and podcast host. Her podcast is called Film Kid Asks. And um, Jordan Harvey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. So she, you are a third-year film student, and I'm a fourth-year film student, and that's how we know each other, uh, because we are in the same class for cinematography. And... Uh, it's interesting uh, because, you know, I, I can see that you're a very involved sort of person, you know, have a lot of things going on. And uh, I just want to get to know you a bit. And so what was your trajectory like from school uh, onwards and like how did you end up in film school? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in high school, I, I was always really creative. Uh, but graduating high school, I decided to take a gap year because I wasn't entirely sure uh, what I wanted to study and where. Um, I was pretty set on either doing photography or creative writing. So in that year, I uh, pretty much put all of my energy, besides my part-time gig, uh, into both of those things. I wrote a 50,000-word novel in a month, and also uh, it was awful. It, that It's buried deep, deep, deep in the archives. Uh, never saw the light of day, but it was a good experience. And then I also did a lot of photography. Um, and actually started at OCAD at the end of that year, dropped out pretty quickly, uh, and spent a few more years working and traveling. And that's kind of how I discovered uh, that film was a lot of things that I really enjoyed. It incorporated the photography and the writing and performing. So uh, I kind of started experimenting with that, worked a little bit in the film industry, and then found my way to Ryerson. I think it's good in terms of um, like that you went into the industry to figure out what you wanted and then you came back and you're definite. For me, since we're doing the traditional, which is like I'm in school, I don't know if this is really what I want to do, but I took the time to go outside of like school and gain some other skills because I don't want to be limited by my degree title, but you already like figured out what you want to do, which is kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. I have no regrets. I think I, it kind of set me up well for entering film school because like most creative programs, it's kind of, it is what you make of it. Uh, you're given a lot of opportunities, but I think if I had just graduated high school, I wouldn't necessarily be looking out for those opportunities and, and trying to take advantage of them in the same way that I did, you know, four years later um, with a little bit more knowledge of the world, I guess. Um, so I was able to really capitalize on the opportunities that were kind of put in front of me. I love that. You know, in one of your podcast episodes, uh, I, I don't know who the guest was, but you said it's not just what you check off the checklist and you do extra. 
And uh, so what, what are some of your current undertakings or specializations outside of school that you're doing? Um, so right now, a, a lot of my time is spent at school and doing my part-time job and also uh, doing the podcast that I have. Outside of that, I, um, I do still do photography, uh, a lot of kind of fashion and portraiture work. Uh, and then I also do some writing on my own. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I try to stay busy, but I think right now my focus is definitely more on school projects and also on kind of building those connections with my peers um, and helping out on their projects. So that's been taking up most of my time, I would say. And how has the film school experience been for you? It's uh, mostly been good. I will say that the pandemic put a little bit of a damper on the film school experience. First year was such a good time and I learned so much. It was really great meeting a lot of like-minded people and making things together. I found it to be incredibly creatively inspiring. Um, and then the pandemic came along and second year was a lot harder, I think, to to motivate yourself to create things, especially things that you're proud of, because it just feels like already as a film student, you have so many limitations, uh, you know, with the equipment that you have access to and the finances that you have access to and the locations and the actors like so as a film student, it can already feel like there are a lot of things kind of working against you. And then you add a pandemic and it's like, at this point, why am I even trying? There's so many compromises creatively that you have to make. And then, you know, at a certain point, the creative limitations that are put on you don't become inspiring. They become like a burden, you know? So I found second year hard. But other than that, good. <laughs> I agree. I think we are the you know, whatever four years or like the class of four years that have would have had the most unorthodox of educations in the film industry. And I wonder how that's going to play out when we actually go into the industry and like maybe when we're looking for jobs. Uh, and do you think we'd be able to explain that as a reason for, you know, I did film school through the pandemic and like, you know, that shows extra sort of, I don't know, like a perseverance thing or something. What do you what do you think the repercussions are? when we put out our put ourselves out in the industry i do not think that anyone will care that we did film school in the pandemic i think regardless of whether or not we did the bottom line is going to be who we know and our work um cuz they were working through the pandemic and you know everyone everyone faced challenges in the pandemic i think they're going to be like okay and like what did you make you know um but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I guess we'll see. I, it is interesting, though, because I think there are a lot of changes happening to the industry because of the pandemic. I think a lot of people realized um, a lot of different things about the work environment. So I am excited to see how what changes, I guess, um, in in the film industry. And uh, and yeah, and maybe we'll be slightly better suited um to fit into the industry leaving but i'm not sure that we will be i think uh i think the bottom line is who do we know and what are we good at and that's always been the case yeah that has always been the case and that's that speaks so much to how our industry works and uh yeah what do you think about that i think it's good because the world has been traditional 
for a long time. Like the, the things that we're doing, like go through school for a long time and then just go there, do the same thing. The fact that online school gave something almost new to the to the sense that we are probably going to bring something completely different. It can be unique, can be, you know, amazing, depending on what. But I think we, we're going to bring something unique based on, like, what we went through, uh, first of all. But, like, I think it's also good to break traditions, like what Brad said, because traditions are only because things are comfortable. I feel like school should also be updated, just like how you update your iPhone every year. But we haven't done that. But, you know, this is this kind of a way. But on the other hand... <laughs> Since I'm in engineering, the amount of memes I see that say um, it'll be like hashtag 2050 uh, when the first bridge collapse happens because of the engineers who went through online school and checked everything. And I'm like, OK, that is kind of funny, you know, but like definitely for things like this, I think you're going to bring something unique. I think if anything, I don't think people in the industry will care. If anything, it's about what you've discovered about yourself in the pandemic and what you've done with the time that you've had in the pandemic, um, if you've discovered a certain perseverance or uh, another facet of your creativity, um, that's one thing, kind of like what you were saying, bringing something new to the table. But I think that's more on the individual and less on them being like, hey, you guys did it, because I don't think they'll care. <laughs> I hope they don't, actually. And, but the way I see it is like, we even have like an edge because we... We've been taught, we've been allowed to make our mistakes in this new sort of updated environment, like you said. And in school, we are allowed to make our mistakes. And I feel like it'll be benefit. it's beneficial for us to have gone through this experience rather than actually be in the, in the industry and like face, face, maybe, you know, you can get laid off or like you can face any other problems. So I think it's actually good. And that's literally, it's just my way of like making myself feel better that yeah. <laughs> uh, the film school is online, but that's just how I see it. I think, I think it's good that this is happening now and not later in my, in my life or career. So, um, yeah, that's, that's like my little thought on that. And, you know, I want to come to film just like as a medium and art form. That's something common between us, obviously. Yeah. What about film as a medium or an art form draws you to it the most i think it's the collaborative nature of the medium i really like working with other creative people that's why i gravitated towards um you know fashion photography when that was kind of my main focus is because there is a creative team and everyone's firing on all cylinders trying to make something that's really awesome because i find i get inspired uh, by other people being you know excited and creative so I think that's a big aspect of it. And then the other aspect, which I was missing in my photography, is the storytelling aspect. Um, I love telling stories. I always have. And I think that the uh, the nature of the medium um, is just very exciting. The kind of the the spatiotemporal nature of the medium, as my as my profs love to say, and film theory and history they love talking about the spatiotemporal uh nature of film but no it's it's an exciting medium and i think also there's been so many innovations so it's really exciting because you know um that it's constantly evolving you see like new technologies like the stuff that they use in the mandalorian and you know a, a kind of um it's getting closer and closer to 
stuff that we see, technology that we see in like video games, as you see with like James Cameron. Like there's a lot of innovation tech wise, um, you know, and, and storytelling is timeless. So there's lots of exciting things. What about you? <laughs> what about me as in why am I drawn to it? Yeah. Um, I'm drawn to it because it explores human connection. And, you know, growing up, I feel like the experiences that I've been through have let me sort of learn how people work. And for me, when I see a narrative film, I just know what to do with the actors or I know what to do with, let's say, even a documentary subject to bring out that certain emotion or how to hack into someone's emotion. And for me, that's the fact that I can do that with a camera and, you know, like stitch pieces together and like evoke emotions. I think that's what draws me to it the most. And yes, like you said, the innovation is a big part of it. And that's where like you get to have fun and like the creativity aspect comes in. But yeah, I think for me, it's more so a human connection thing than anything else. And, um, you know, sort of going off of that, you said that your photography uh, lacked a storytelling uh, aspect to it, which, by the way, I've seen a lot of your photography. Great work. Thank you. I love it. Big fan of that. And uh, why do you say that? Why do you think it lacks a storytelling aspect? Um, I think the the types of uh, it it was partly my fault uh to be honest there's a lot of really amazing fashion photographers that can also you know kind of tell stories with their images like um i think tyler shields is a good example of that but with especially the type of photography that i was doing there's a bunch of you know really phenomenal fashion photographers that are able to tell stories with their images um but I found that I kind of hit a creative ceiling where I was having trouble pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and the people that I worked with, while like super creative and super talented, uh, it was it wasn't a situation where like they were going to, you know, push me to tell stories with my work. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the. Uh, kind of collaborative nature of it and meeting all these people um, and making these connections. And I think that's one of the fantastic parts of photography. It is very collaborative, but at the same time, I think it's very easy um, to get kind of complacent. Whereas in film, the teams are so big um, and the pressure is so much that oftentimes like other people will push you just as hard as you're pushing yourself. Um, and I think that that's also quite exciting. Another thing about your photography is I was also looking at some of the subjects that you've shot. And, um, you know, a lot of them are like big actors and big, you know, name, you know, people out in the industry. And I was curious as to how you made those connections, because I think someone, you know, around in our age range to have, you know, such reach and connection, I think it's a great thing. So I just want to know how you made that happen for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's easy once you start working with people to get more people. Um, but it's the it's the getting the first couple people that's a little bit difficult. And I think my situation was um, kind of unique in that uh, how I started working with actors was literally I was a background actor on a show once and I met this girl doing background work that 
her brother was on the show. Um, and I knew that my portfolio wasn't quite good enough yet to get him. Uh, but then a little while later, I was like walking down the street during TIFF and one of the actresses from that show saw my lunchbox and was like, hey, I like your lunchbox. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're on Rain. Uh, so I like chased her down, uh, introduced myself. And then I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I remember there was that background girl and she had that brother. And so I reached out to her. I was like, hey, let me know if your brother ever wants to do photos. Like, here's my work. Um, and so through her, I started photo, I took photos of her brother. And then I took photos of the actress that complimented my lunchbox. And then I took photos of pretty much the rest of the cast of that show. And then, yeah. So I think the main thing is reaching out. Because I literally chased that poor woman down the street um, to introduce myself. And then, you know, it's it's totally like right place, right time. But also like knowing that and then taking advantage of that because there are a lot of opportunities that can easily pass you by um, if you're not looking out for them. But yeah, I think I think the main thing is put, kind of putting yourself out there and reaching out. It's, I've photographed so many people through literally just Instagram DMs. We checked out your Instagram profile work and you have people with a ton of followers, people who are verified, like people with like 2.2 million like followers and verified and you're just taking pictures of these people. I'm like, whoa, she must be like well connected. And I'm like, what do I have to do for her to take pictures of me? Pay me bestie. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I had seen, there was a photographer that I liked who's Italian and he had started doing photos through FaceTime, like mm -hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, I saw that too. I was going to ask you about it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this actor, I, I was like, this is, this is kind of a cool idea. And I was like, this would totally stretch myself creatively because not only are you directing the model, but you're also directing them on where to put the camera. You don't have like the same kind of mobility. It's very collaborative. So I was like, oh, this is fun. So yeah, I, I basically went on um, the, like I, I looked up what was coming up on Netflix, like new releases, things that hadn't come out yet, but we're directed towards a teenage audience because that's where uh, most people get the most followers. Like that's where people get famous is a bunch of teenagers going like, oh my God, he's a hottie. Um, so I looked up what was coming out in the next couple months and I reached out to, I like looked up their IMDb, um, found out which actors were going to be on it and reached out to a ton of them through Instagram DMs and went like, hey, I know no one's shooting right now. Um, that a few photographers have started doing this. Let me know. I'm in Canada and I know you're in the UK, but I thought this might be a unique opportunity to collaborate. So let me know if you'd like to shoot. And so I had quite a few people from Shadow and Bone get back to me and I worked with a few of them. And then I had him who, uh, he's in sex education and a show called The Irregulars. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was a cool experience and I learned a lot from it. It definitely, it was very creatively, um, Creat creatively and technically like challenging, which was exciting. Photography to f through FaceTime. That that's prob the first I've ever heard of that. And that was from you. And uh, yeah, I'm mind blown. I love that. And going off of the similar, like the network thing, how do you, because this is something that I keep thinking about is, okay, you can meet people, you can form a connection with them, you can collaborate with them, but how do you make that relationship last? So how do you make a connection and make it stay within your network or make it stay relevant within your network. And it's something I've been trying to figure out. And 
do you what do you do for it um that is a good question i don't know i don't know that every relationship needs to be like an active connection i've reached out to people who i photographed early on um and then photographed them you know several years later through the same email or dm you know and and that's definitely something that you can do like and you know we weren't talking in the middle in the you know meantime um so i I don't think that every connection has to be super active like obviously the people that you're working with making films with or whatever you want those people you want to keep in touch with those people you want to make sure that that relationship is strong um but i don't think that every resource is the same and every relationship is the same so I don't necessarily I think it would be honestly detrimental to like harass these people and be like hey like how you doing bestie when I've literally photographed them once or had them on my podcast once or whatever I think it's more just like hey I'm in town um you know we we worked together several years ago not sure if you're interested but we could uh you know do another photo shoot while I'm around or if it's the podcast guest or whatever hey you know I have a project coming up and I actually had a few questions of my own uh in regards to you know production design or cinematography or whatever here are these specific questions completely understand if you don't have the time right now but um you know let me know your thoughts if you are able that kind of thing okay yeah I understand that because I think you also have to understand that you are the photo thing is a little bit different but like the podcast thing for example Mm -hmm. the guests that I have on my podcast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am, I'm a parasite. I'm a leech. I'm not giving them anything. They're giving me their time. So making sure that I'm not wasting their time, um, you know, trying to be buddies, (laughs) you know, just being honest and frank, uh, because I understand that they're doing a very nice thing by sharing their knowledge and sharing their time with me. So just making sure that everything that I send them is important um, and, you know, isn't just going to be like, Hey, bestie, um, because they have better things to do. So you don't go into it expecting sort of a relationship or a friendship? No, (laughs) not at all. Um, Because a lot of them, like a lot of the people that get back to me and will come on my podcast are very nice and very generous with their time. So I know that the people who have responded to me and have spent, you know, 45 minutes, an hour talking to me face to face, like that is already the beginnings of a relationship so if they have already given up that much time i know that there's a good chance that if i ask like hey i have a few questions they you know because we've had that small amount of connection or relationship they'll likely respond because they did it once before but i yeah i want to respect the fact that um you know they've given that time and that knowledge um and not waste any of it if i don't have to you know (laughs) oh that's a good tip no, for sure. Because I, I feel like every every time I'm trying to make a connection or, a, um, you know, build my network, the, the approach or the attitude that I have is the only way this is going to work is if I form a relationship or a friendship with them. But you telling me this is reminding me that, you know, f- friendships can't be forced. Mm-hmm. I can't go into a person being like, OK, I'm going to make this person my friend because it needs to be reciprocated. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good approach. I'm going to I'm going to adapt that. Which, again, there's there's obviously relationships that you would want 
it to be a friendship, but I'm not going to go to a, you know, 55 year old cinematographer who's won, you know, the American Screen Award like three times and be like, hey, let's be friends. Like, you know, I know that I'm not bringing that much to the table. Um, I am I am a leech. I'm a parasite. Um, and I'm just grateful for whatever that person is willing to give me. But I'm not going to. Yeah, I feel like it's the most respectful thing is not forcing myself onto them or, or wasting their time. I love that. I love that a lot. I want to get to your podcast now. Sure. Film Kid asks. Yeah. How was this idea born? Uh, so this was right at the start of the pandemic. And I realized that I had, I did have a couple kind of built-in connections because my dad's in the industry. Uh, so I was like, this would be a good opportunity since no one was working. Cause at the time the film industry hadn't started back up, everything was shut down. So I was like, no one's working. And there's all these insanely creative, talented, you know, successful people doing what I want to do that have nothing but time right now. So I'm going to capitalize on that while I can. Uh, so I ended up reaching out to, uh, some of the, the higher, bigger, badder, uh, you know, the, the good old, the good old connections, the, the top tier connections, uh, that I had access to. And I was like, this would be a cool thing, not only for myself, but for my peers. So I designed the podcast with that in mind, it being like, how can I not only take advantage of these connections, but share that with, you know, the people in my class and make sure that they're also getting, you know, something out of this awful experience that is, you know, March of 2020. So I basically organized a couple podcast recordings with, yeah, some really awesome people. There's John Fawcett, who was the co-creator of Orphan Black and directed Ginger Snaps back in the day. And Craig Robleski, who's the DP of Umbrella Academy and Fargo season, I think, two and three. And like he did the recent season of The X-Files. He's done like insane stuff. Um, and yeah, a few other people. And so basically I, I record my episodes through zoom so that my classmates can be on the call and we, we've opened it up. Like we have people, we have a student from Texas who comes regularly. We have people from the Savannah college of art and design who've come. And I really want it to, to be a place where, you know, film students can come and listen and learn and ask questions at the end. Um, so that I'm not the only one who gets to form these connections. They also get to you know, learn from these people and also get face-to-face contact with these people. And then, yeah, and then it kind of just grew from there. There you go. For all of you listening, especially film students, even if you're not a film student, go check out this podcast. It's called Film Kid Asks, and it's streaming on Spotify, and Apple, Apple Podcasts. And all the all the major podcast streaming services. There you go. Now, do you plan to keep the podcast on Zoom or now that things are kind of coming back to normal, are you, you know, what are the future plans? I think just because of the format of the podcast to keep it open to my fellow students and also just because so many of our guests are international, uh, I think probably we will keep it on Zoom or another service that's like Zoom. Uh, the audio quality sometimes with Zoom isn't phenomenal. Um so, and you know, there's sometimes internet connection issues, but I think just the nature of the podcast kind of requires it to be on some sort of platform like Zoom. So that's probably where it'll stay. That's fair. Yeah, that works well for you guys as well, I feel. it's, um, And I love the fact that you guys are inviting classmates and actual people to like, you're giving the opportunity for 
students to come and learn from the industry professionals themselves. Um, do you mind if I sit on sit in in one of the calls in the future? I have been begging people to come because I have busted my butt getting, you know, insane people on my podcast. Like people I'm like, you have no business being on this podcast. You are so successful. What the heck? And there have been like literally like nine people other than us on the call or like sometimes three people, three people besides myself and the, and the guest. And I'm like, really, really? For what? You know, like I, it, it is kind of disappointing. And I think it comes back to, you know, me having taken time off after school where I'm like, you really come to appreciate the opportunities that get placed in front of you where like, I know maybe I wouldn't have taken advantage straight coming straight from high school of, you know, a fellow classmates podcast. Um, but yeah, but I've realized like how valuable those things are. Um, and it seems like not many of my peers have realized how valuable it can be. But the people who do come regularly, like they have now, a, you know, a collection of emails directly to these people um, or, you know, or have been able to ask them questions. Like I know one girl fully got her production design portfolio looked at by a professional production designer and he gave her notes and like all this stuff. Like these people who come on are really generous. So um, yeah, you're absolutely welcome to come on. Very much encouraged to. And anyone else who wants to is also welcome. I love that. We'll spread the word. And uh, yeah, no, count me in for sure. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's great that you're giving this opportunity to, to these people and uh, the format of your podcast shaped in such a way, like, it, it, it's great. Uh, good luck to you guys, honestly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you as this. well. Thank you. Thank you. I want to see your podcast grow, and uh, it's great. On the topic of that, how, like, what you're saying, you invite students over. How do they, like, get that Zoom link? Is Do you have a website that people just tap every time they, you know, how is that link shared? Uh, so right now we're, we're kind of trying to figure out the best way to do it because Facebook is fairly obsolete, but that has been the best way that we've figured out as of right now, um, because we're able to, we have a Facebook group, we're able to share on the Facebook group, you know, upcoming podcasts so that you can mark it in your calendars and then the link when it, you know, goes live. Um, other than that, we have an Instagram, uh, but the links aren't shared on there. It's just like, if you have questions, uh, sometimes we, we, put those questions in the in the podcast episode um but yeah the facebook group right now is the way to go uh hopefully we can find an alternative that is functional in the same way that facebook is that is also not on facebook which is awful and obsolete all right i want to come to you as an artist and i want to know what's what are the things that inspire you to make art what are the things that inspire me um I mean, a lot of it is, you know, childhood trauma. Um, no, I mean, I, yes, like a lot of the stories and the things that I'm interested in deal with, you know, me as a person and how things that happened when I grew up and whatever. I think that's normal for storytellers. Um, but yeah, also just seeing good art. Things that excite me are like the people that I work with and also just the things that I like seeing and watching and experiencing because there's so much, yeah, amazing, incredible art that's being produced at such, 
like the amount of shows and movies that are being produced at such a high level it's a very exciting time in the industry. It's almost too like oversaturated at this point, but there seems to be like a new HBO show an Amazon original and Netflix show that has like a gazillion dollar budget um, and incredible star power and phenomenal writers, like literally every second day. But um, it, it is a really exciting time because there is so much to get inspired by. And what, what is your style? Like, do you think you've figured out your style or like, the sort of content that you want to make in the future? Um, yes and no. Like I, there's definitely like a few things that interest me and I definitely have a strategy, an idea of how I'm going to work my way up in the industry. And now I have goals for when I just get out of film school and things that I want to make, uh, that are, you know, very low budget. Um, and then there are things that, I would love to make, um, you know, film-wise one day. Uh, but then I also understand that that is potentially a pipe dream uh, because this industry is foul and I'll likely just sell out doing Canadian television, raking it in and buy myself a boat to console myself for absolutely selling my creative soul. Why do you say that? Why do you say that the industry is foul? Um. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with you. That's uh that's a whole different story but uh yeah why do you say that? Oh well I mean it's a very it's a very political industry right now it's a very um saturated industry right now it's also a lot it's easy to get sucked in um by things that will make you money rather than toiling in the dirt for a decade to get a film made that never gets made because um, you never lucked out and got your short film in Sundance. And so therefore no one wants to see your spec script and then you just, you know, AD until you die. <laughs> That's sort of like being a small fish in a big pond. I would say. Yeah. Which, like, the nice thing about us is we're in a... We're, like, in a medium pond and not, like, the ocean, you know? There is definitely... Canada is a busy industry, but not massive in the same way that, like, the U.S. is. So there is a little bit... The the ladder... The rungs are not quite so far apart on the ladder as, like, in the U.S., where you're just... It's it's all luck and also maybe a little talent, but mostly luck. To any film student watching or an aspiring film student watching, what is one advice that you would give them that they could take with them for the rest of their careers? Ah, so you've stolen my line. That's how I end my podcasts. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would say, honestly, the biggest thing, which I have said quite a few times, is... There are opportunities that will land in your lap all the time. You just need to make sure that you're looking for them. Like I can give an example. First year, we got introduced to the acting students that were also in first year. And the acting prof came to our screening with a few of the kids. And she was like, 
who thinks they know anything about acting? And so a couple of us raised our hands and she was like, you don't. Uh, and she was like, Marion, love that woman so much. But she was such a hard ass. She was like, if you, you know, put these acting students in a situation where they're uncomfortable or they're, you ask them to do something that they shouldn't be doing, like, I will come for you. Like, she was such a hard ass. And then she was like... And also, by the way, if you want, you can come and sit in on an acting class, like just email me. I was one of two students in my 90 student class that emailed her. And so it was me and one other girl of Dokyo who sat in on that one class. And then I emailed, I had, I learned so much. I had such an amazing time. So I emailed her and I was like, hey, would I be able to sit in on any more classes? And she was like, come to however many you want. I came twice a week, every single week, because not only was I learning a ton from her, I also got to know all of the acting students. They hadn't met pretty much anyone else in my program, so I had my pick of the litter, and I got to know their acting styles. I knew which would be good in what film. I knew which ones were like the standout ones, and I, you know, and I, all of them knew me and wanted to work with me. So it's things like that where you really have to jump on those, you know, organic opportunities that come up because you never know what it'll lead to. And also like there will be a ton of people who won't take advantage of the situation and you want to be one of the people that do. And that will serve you extremely well. I think that's great advice. Hop on every single small opportunity that you get and that will multiply and you never know what it could lead you to. So, exactly. yeah. I have one question that I literally just thought of sure. that uh, I want to ask. And is, you know, all these guests that you have in your podcasts, what is one thing that's common with all of them? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, I think the one thing that they talk about the most, because I do ask, you know, what they think has been key to their success and what is important to do well in the industry. And most of them will say something along the lines of work hard and be nice. And I know that obviously the people that come on my podcast are the ones that are nice enough to volunteer their time to a needy film student. So they're going to be, they're going to be some of the good ones, but um, it seems like, you know, they're doing really well for themselves. And a lot of that just comes from like, putting the work in, but mostly being kind to everyone because it, it is about relationships and it is about, you know, you won't, you won't be invited back just for your work if you're also an asshole. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that seems to be pretty consistent and something that I think is another piece of good advice. Awesome. We love to hear it. And I think that's a good place to end our session over here. Jordan, I want to thank you again for coming on to this podcast and just sharing all your experience and knowledge. I learned a lot. So, uh, yeah. And if you want to check out Jordan's podcast, Film Kid Asks, the link is in the description of this episode that you're watching right now. Or you could check out the link on our Instagram. And uh, yes, just have fun. Listen to it and gain a ton of knowledge. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Hope you had fun. I did. Awesome. All right. We'll catch you in the next one. And... See you guys. Thank you for tuning into New Light Network. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can listen to New Light Network on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For more content, follow us on Instagram at newlightnet and check out our YouTube for more clips and behind-the-scenes content. I'll catch you on the next one. This is Ani, signing off. 
Peace.